0: Jerry.
1: Hey J Rob. You know what time it is? I do know what time it is. What time is it? It's time for Jerry and J Rob cover it all. Oh man
0: We're still alive, we're still in the air. We're still making an avenue. Still kicking. For all fourteen of you, we are hard charged. Fourteen, we came up. We came up one and a half. Uh, i think one was was deceased they just left their podcast on oh yeah so um either way we're we're still gonna make it happen how you doing fantastic Fantastic. yeah yep i am on track and
1: feeling great tell me about that um well some of our viewers have heard this before and maybe some of them have not but uh, i struggle with my weight and so I uh, have a tendency to do well for short periods of time and then fall back into my habits of comfort mm-hmm. and uh, do what is, what is easy, what is known, what is comfortable. And so I struggle with my weight. Okay. Um, but as of this moment, I am on track with uh, my plan, my program, mm-hmm. and my inflammation is down.
0: Um, my clothes are fitting a little bit better and I'm feeling great. Very good. So for, for those who don't know, you've, you've been on this journey for a while and you have lost, I mean, at one point, I think about a hundred pounds, it's quite a bit. Yeah. It's pretty fantastic. And then even though you've been on it for a while, I don't think you've ever just flat out gave up. You've had some rocks, some obstacles, some things that maybe you've stumbled over, but you haven't just completely disavowed and said i out
1: that's true. that's true um and and I think uh, if I ever get to that place it's gonna be bad <laughs> and uh I, I I really have so much going on in life that I can't allow myself to get to that place again okay. uh with uh you know the the, the church this podcast right. um uh, my my family my granddaughter. And uh, everything that that's going on, I have to. I have to make it.
0: I got to do it. Well, I think that kind of rolls into our topic today, and it's kind of a conglomerate of a few different items, which most of our shows are. Yeah. But um, we want to discuss a little bit about fear, anxiety, and some of the acute um, symptoms of it. Mm. not medically speaking. So tell me what typically happens, what changes do you see in yourself when something kind of overtakes you or causes you some fear? Um, Because I I think you're a pastor. Right. Which means you're not a human, right? (laughs) Right.
1: No, I got, uh, I got no, no belly button and chrome toenails. Chrome toenails, right? So,
0: right. Um, so you, have the, you, you have the same problems, the same emotions, the same things that everybody else does. Maybe right. you probably have a little bit better way of dealing with most things, and you um, do a better job of it because people depend on you and because you have a better relationship with God than many do. But what happens in Jerry's world when something comes down? So, um,
1: for sure, I lean on my relationship with the Lord pretty heavily, uh, during those times, but, uh, you know, I, for instance, something, something comes into my world. That's maybe unexpected, unplanned, um, something I really don't want to deal with, whatever the case may be. Right. And. It, it it causes me to have some some fear maybe some anxiety um, you know fear of the unknown um, maybe a, an anxiety about how to deal with the situation or, or make something happen right and so I have to be very aware of my myself and when I say aware of myself I have to know my own boundaries my own limitations I have to recognize that I, I don't know everything. And sometimes that's a shock to yeah, myself yeah. and to but many I others. I don't know what to say right now. <laughs> Um You know, I I told my I told my wife and kids the other day. I said, you know, I know y'all think I am, but I'm not Superman. I can't I can't lift as much as I used to. Uh, <laughs> so give me, give me an example of
0: like a manifestation of a fear anxiety. What what happens to you physically? What, what do you see or notice that, that occurs? Well, um,
1: so it can it can cause me to not think clearly, begin to analyze situations from a position of fear, and so rather than than saying, "All right, this is is going to be a rational conclusion." Um, I start running through scenarios in my head You know, I wish that I could say that I have all faith and could just give it to God every single time something came. But, uh, you know, most of the time that's, that comes later. My initial impact is okay. How am I going to handle this? What am I going to do? What is this going to look like? Um, and then I begin to worry about the outcome. If it's going to be negative, especially if it's leaning that direction. Um, and, and one of my bad habits is leaning on food for comfort mm-hmm. in those situations. Yep. And so, so that's, that's a, that's a big struggle for me. Right. Um, trying to, to deal with my emotions at the end of a fork has not been very productive. Although in the moment, I feel good about it. Right. Um, you know, but, uh, several pounds down the road,
0: doesn't feel so well. Right. And I think we can feel justified. when I, it, when i used to be in the same situation um any kind of major event any kind of um negative thing that occurred in life it was food was a justification it's like ah i can go this will make me feel better this is all it's okay yeah i've I've got enough problems this is okay and truth is you know for people that are struggling it's not okay right because we're just Falling down again. We're just falling down again. Falling down again. Mm -hmm. So you you mentioned some stuff like that. And um, when you you had a message this morning about kind of giving it over to God. And something you said was, you know, the first thing we do is, how can I fix this? And I think that is the first thought that everybody has. I know for certainly for me. Sure. It's how can I fix this? And then we automatically go to the worst case mentally and decide if it's something that we can handle or not sometimes we think we can sometimes we can't sometimes it puts us in a in a pretty dire strait. And I can mm-hmm. think back you know over times in, in my life where some pretty horrible things were taking place and it's like how do I deal with this I don't know what to do and it's funny because some of those cases some of those extreme cases are what ended up pushing me back to God right and he mm-hmm. uses those circumstances because I had to give it away, and basically just ask for his help because I had no solutions. So as far as the manifestation of it, I can't get the word out right now, the manifestation, anyway. It's okay, we make up words on on the J-Rob show. What it looked like was lack of sleep, um, under overeating. It looked like uh, restlessness. It looked like poor body function, it's you're mentally, you're somewhere else because you've got this problem going on. You can't deal with what's in front of you, at least not to your normal standards. And this is something that a lot of people, because I don't know if it's, just because it's more prevalent now or more seen or known, Mm -hmm. but it seems like almost everyone has some kind of anxiety issue now. And where that comes from, I'm not quite sure, but it seems very prevalent in society, so all of these people walking around with with fears of things that are maybe justified, maybe not justified, how are they getting through their day? you know, and I can understand where that can be very problematic for folks right,
1: and i want I wanted to add to something you said just a moment ago um you know as talking about manifestations of of maybe fear, maybe anxiety um you know being being in a constant state of irritation mm-hmm. being snappy i had to apologize to somebody the other day cuz i i snapped at them and it didn't have anything to do with them but i was i was irritated right mm-hmm. i i was not comfortable in the situation with with what was going on um so so yeah it can it can get us there but yeah definitely um it's it's a growing issue mm-hmm. Amongst humanity, how we uh, deal or have a difficulty, rather, dealing with circumstances and, and issues of of life, and uh, you know, sometimes we find good and productive and healthy ways to deal with those things, and sometimes not. Right. And so, uh, when it comes to the the not, the the bad ways that we tend to deal with those things all it all it does is um, make the situation worse when we uh, choose to deal with those things in a way that is unproductive rather than you know seeking it for instance sometimes the the situation requires that we put our pride aside recognize that we can't do it and uh, certainly seek God, but, you know, maybe some of our listeners, um, you know, they, they don't have a relationship with the Lord, and that's between them and Him, but, um, you know, asking someone for help, right. just recognizing that we can't do it, right? instead of trudging on in our inability.
0: Well, let me, this is a good spot here, and this is kind of a controversial pastoral question. Okay. <clears throat> I may or may not have an answer. Okay. So some pastors would say well you should not be using any kind of medication related to mental health and it's not necessary or your faith or relationship with God is not strong enough and that's the culprit and why you are using medications to take place of that what would you say to somebody like that
1: um so that's actually a topic that I've had to deal with um Quite often, and uh, you know, as you well know, I've spoke on it to our own congregation. Um, you know, there there are several uh, instances in the Bible of, of God's people dealing with anxiety and depression. Um, having those things in our life is is doesn't. It, it always pains me when the first thing we jump to is, "Oh, well, you must not be right with the Lord." Mm-hmm. Okay, it can't it can't possibly be that there might be a chemical imbalance, something physical might be going on or just recognizing that we live in a body that is failing us every day. You know, we live in an earth suit that unfortunately is wearing out, it it gets sick, it hurts. Um, So, you know, someone who lives in, in a constant state of pain. Uh, we would never Or or sickness We would never say to that person Well you must be wrong with God Because you right. You know You're sick You have Well for instance You have uh, And your family Deal with cystic fibrosis right. so, so I as your pastor am not going to say Well what you need to do Is get right with the Lord Right No you, God gave us doctors God uh, gave those doctors The wisdom to Understand and know Parts of the human body And sometimes Medication is necessary Right in order to help us um, to achieve healing, or at least to achieve the help that we need to get us in a better frame of mind so that we can participate in our own recovery.
0: Right, I think you touched on that this morning as well because your family also has extreme medical issues. And does that mean that you don't have enough faith? Does that mean that you're not a good guy or you're living outside of the will of God? No, I think it's, personally, I think it's there for a reason because it's not a requirement, but it seems like many pastors that I know have an adversity in their life, mm-hmm. like a significant adversity in their life. And I think it's for a couple of reasons. I think God puts it there so that they can relate to other people in similar circumstances so that they can realize, you know, what it feels like to to have such an obstacle and have such a um, an issue that you have to deal with and that you become maybe more dependent upon God. Um, it also gives you avenues to talk to people. And that is where I have seen... And personally recognize that having CF has helped open doors for us to talk to people does it suck yes it's terrible it's a horrible thing to have to deal with but because of that we've been able to talk to people and reach people that we might not have ever known or reached or what have you so I, th- I think you know I look at it as a blessing it's changed our perspective it's changed how we do things uh, we we had a event yesterday that you 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 showed up for, and I appreciate you being there. Um, where we were talking about health, and we talked about mindset and and the, the relationship there. But the mindset, I, I acknowledge that we change based on a pivot, on an epiphany or circumstance. Very rarely do we just change just to change. There's, oh, absolutely. There's usually absolutely. An inst- you know an an, an instigator there. And for us, that was CF. So if that had not happened, we probably kind of just would have been in the same boat doing the same old thing and just going down the river of life, doing nothing exciting, performing no major purpose in life other than to work and eat and pay payments and die. And that's yeah, right. right. But coming back to the topic, you know, fear and anxiety, that's, that's one of those things that you know it happens it happens I know I I told you what happens kind of to me when when I see it but then there's that delay and I wish I didn't have the delay and this is what I'm getting back to so we have the delay of what can I do now I'm going to go fix this right now I'm going to try to take care of this right now I'm going to do whatever I can right now because it's my responsibility versus pump the brakes let's just relax for a minute maybe let's talk it over with God maybe let's talk it over with a friend Maybe let's talk it over with a circle of friends that know what they're doing and get some good feedback and see what can be done from that point versus moving into fear mode and making rather dire movements towards what you think is right. And then that's where things usually compound to get worse, right? Right.
1: Right. And so I want to go back to something you said a moment ago when you were talking about uh, us making, making changes in our lives usually doesn't happen just for the sake of happening. It usually only takes place when we get to an uncomfortable spot, a spot of, of pain, a spot where we're prodded to move and make a change. And so when we, when, when we talk about, you know, circumstances and situations that bring, bring fear and anxiety into our life, they may not be, it may not be a bad thing for those things to come. It's our failure to recognize the opportunity that they present, and that causes us to move within our own our own ability, our own sphere of influence, our own um, shell of of comfort. That that, and not recognize that this is an opportunity for growth, an opportunity for change, an opportunity to learn, um, whatever the case may be. That and keep and stay. Stuck there, right? And and that's where the problem comes in. That's where the fear and anxiety
0: are unproductive. Right, right. No, I 100% agree. And I think you end up regressing and making things much worse at that point. So that that fear will always try to hold you back. And the best way to get around it, in my opinion, is to go through it. I think it's best to just whatever you set your Sights out to do and we're talking about you know goals and things of that nature just go do it don't um, don't let that fear put you in a box where you never get out you never want to do it you never want to realize some of those dreams and stuff that you've had and ultimately you, you might be doing something really great for somebody or somebody's else and you're stuck in your spot
1: right and so that that speaks to a couple of things you know there's there's the fear of failure there's the fear of the negative but sometimes we fail to recognize a fear of the positive right and what i mean by that is um you know i have known people who have been of the mindset that they're going to operate in the mediocre stay in the comfortable and uh, for fear that they might attain something great and in doing so may have an expectation placed upon them and so rather than then you know grow and and mature and step up maybe into a place of leadership or maybe into accomplishing something uh greater than than what we previously thought possible uh for fear that you know what's next after that you know what what will be expected of me what what will I have to accomplish then right so so a lot of people allow fear to keep them from doing great things it's true
0: it's true I would say it would it's probably all back up here all great things that have been accomplished there was probably a moment of fear beforehand Mm. whether it was discovery building something making something being somebody everybody has that moment of i don't know if i can do this i don't know if i don't put myself out there because the fear is what what's going to happen it's failure and what what does the failure look like is that an embarrassment is that um you know rejection rejection dwindling of funds Mm -hmm. you know losing friendships family members where does that go you know so and and we're the best at talking ourselves out of doing stuff right oh yeah it's something we have that conversation all day long, but what I've learned is getting into action and just pushing for those things regardless, you will find that more often than not, you will get something out of it. Even if you didn't fully achieve what you set out to do, you'll learn something, you'll gain something, another door will open, something else will happen that will propel you into something that that's better than where you were. Right.
1: And, and so we, we talked, talked a, little a little bit about, about uh, the manifestations of, of fear. Can you share an example with the audience of a time where maybe you faced some fear and anxiety and you, rather than trying to get out of it, go around it, you worked through it, and what did that look like? What did you accomplish from that?
0: Uh, one of the best examples I have is one time... I assisted one of my very best friends in getting fired. Okay. Yeah, and um, we did something we should not have done. And even though I was not so involved with it, I was involved. It was my idea, it was my provocation that made it happen. If I had never said anything, it never would have occurred. So I felt responsible for it, for the entire event. So I don't want to get into the the weeds about it. And and there's there's people that got hurt over it. And um, as a consequence, um, I had been suspended from my job for a little bit. And also, in the same breath, got a very good friend of mine fired. Now, that's hard to deal with, right? Right. So unfortunately, when you get into a bind, especially when it's um, a pseudo-government, uh, organization that you work for, they do they do an internal investigation. Well, that takes a month, two months, three months, however long. So you're just out there waiting, like it's everybody knows what's going on. Everybody knows it's not good, but you're kind of waiting to go to the guillotine, right? Uh-huh. And it just drags on forever, and that caused a lot of sleepless nights. I think that's part of the punishment as well, because they just want to make you just sweat, <laughs> right? so a lot of sleepless nights well it also showed up because you know eating habits were not good it was not you know I was not doing well um, at the time I already had a broke foot so and that was having a hard time healing um, and just how can I make this better well I mean I did some things I tried to take responsibility for it which I which is ultimately what I felt like I needed to do but the end of it, uh, the friend of mine also wanted to take responsibility, and he did, which is what kind of ended up getting us where we were. So, at the end of the day, through negotiations, got my—I I was never in jeopardy of losing my job, but he got his job back. But during that time, I, you know, I, this guy had been off work for a month. How was he going to pay his bills? So I took it upon myself, and I'm no hero, but I took it upon myself to pay him that month to to come do stuff with me and um, that was not charity that was not anything special I was privileged to be able to do that because I potentially could have ruined his life and if that's all it cost me was a month of him getting paid then that's the very least I could do and he's well worth it so the point is a lot of sleepless nights a lot of issues um, you know lots of worry You just feel miserable. I think it takes years off your life when you worry like that. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, waking up at two in the morning, staying you know, staying up till the next day, and that kind of stuff, and not not knowing how to deal with stuff, and the embarrassment, and the the disposition you're in. So, what did I do at that time? That was that was a long time ago, but I did pray about it a lot and often. And um, at that time, I didn't have very healthy habits, so I'm sure I ate and. A bunch of other stuff that was un, physically unwell, but that's what happened.
1: And so you you
0: persevered. We did persevere. The worst thing that could happen did not happen, and we got through. And it worked out better than I probably could have planned.
1: But how often did you run that worst case scenario through your mind?
0: Every minute, every day. Yeah, never stopped. Yeah, it never stopped. And that's just one example. We, I mean these. Like you've probably got a a thousand of them, just like I do.
1: I I think everybody does. Right. Um, And, you know, most of what we worry about and fear never comes to pass.
0: It's true.
1: Um, Most of now, sometimes, yeah, it happens exactly the way we thought it was going to happen and it's terrible, right? Um, But most of the time it doesn't. And we've spent all this time, energy, um, you know the expression "worry yourself sick." That's a thing, right? You can actually do that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and so uh, you know we worry ourselves sick. We're we're afraid, and at the end of the day, we're okay. Yep. You know we've we've made it through everything we faced so far, and and we're here. Right. Um. So want to give a couple of tips to our viewers. Let's do it. Uh, whenever you find yourself in that situation. Where you are fearful about the outcome of a circumstance, or you're fearful of the unknown future, or you know what what may happen tomorrow, the next day, five minutes from now. One thing that I have found that has helped me tremendously is that, uh, of course, my my walk with the Lord. But um, sometimes you have to ground yourself, and what I mean by that is when your mind starts to race and you begin to fear uh, of the unknown, fear of the negative, fear of what what might happen, um, I have found it tremendously helpful to stop and to remind myself that right now, I'm okay. Uh, so, so what does that look like? Okay, I don't know if I'm going to make next month's rent okay well i can sit here and worry about it i can let my mind race about it or i can say okay right now rent's paid and i know that i'm going to do everything that i can between now and then to get it done but right now i'm okay right say well i don't know if we're going to be able to buy groceries this week today i'm eating i'm feeding my family right i'm gonna leave tomorrow uh, for the things of tomorrow. And I know that I'm going to wake up and do everything that I can to make, make it all happen again tomorrow. Of course, relying on the Lord and and having the faith that I need to have. Um, but in, in times where fear and anxiety have set in, in my mind, and I begin to worry, and I begin to run those scenarios through my head, and I begin to work up, get get all worked up about right. what, you know what might happen, and what's gonna do, what's gonna this gonna be like? Uh, ground yourself. Come back to where am I at now? Is everything okay now? Well, everything's okay. I'm alive. I'm breathing. I got clothes on. Right. Um, you know, and there have been been times in our life where you know, uh, just in the past couple of years, at one point we thought we were going to lose the house. Right. And um, my wife, you know, uh, if she would begin to worry about it or we would begin to to discuss it and work ourselves up about it, I said, like, "Look, today we're okay. Today we got a, a roof and four walls. That's right. So let's let's calm down. It'll be it'll be okay." And so that exercise has been tremendously helpful in helping us to overcome fear and anxiety. Right, right.
0: And I think once you get past the situation, you'll be able to look at it from years to come, look back at it, and acknowledge you learned something, you got something out of it. Maybe it's something you would change for the future, but that there was some benefit, even though it didn't feel good, it wasn't comfortable, that you were able to do something with it and and learn. Okay, sir. Well, what do you have else for today? That's all I got. Okay, well, appreciate you guys checking in and listening to us. Um, I'm not sure where we're staying with YouTube right now. I'm going to try to upload a video and see what happens. <laughs> but uh, you know what? Hey, if, if we can pray for you or if we can you know, do something for you, send us an email. Uh, it's at All at gmail.com. And if we can help you in any way or if you've got a great story to tell, we'd love to hear it. And just send us a message there and we'll get back with you. So have a great week. We look forward to seeing you next week. See that?